Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am Carol Y. Davis, your host, and I am excited about this podcast. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about the people that this podcast is touching. So before we begin getting into the heart of worship and the content of this podcast, let us open up with prayer. So we pray and we say this. God, we come today thanking you for this podcast, God. We worship you. We thank you, God, that you open our eyes to see your glory, and we open our ears to hear your wisdom, and we open our hands to give you our gifts and our talents, and we open our mouths to sing your praises and to worship you, and we open our hearts to offer you our love, for you are our one true God. And for that, God, we praise you. We praise you, God, in all times and places. And we thank you and we honor you. We thank you for being our refuge. We thank you for being our strength. And we cry out, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom strength, honor, glory, and praise. And God, we give you praise. We ask you, God, to continue to bless us wherever we are. Be with us, guide, and direct us. And God, we will honor you with our lives. We will honor you with the fruit of our lips. And we will honor you, God, with our worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Each day we declare that the Lord has made it and our responsibility is to rejoice and be glad in it. And we want to praise God in the temple. Praise him in the highest heaven. Praise God for his mighty deeds and noble majesty. All that is alive, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to praise him as servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord's name now and always. Praise the Lord's name here and in every place from east and west. So let us praise the Lord with all our soul. Praise the Lord with every part of our being. Let us praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Let us praise the Lord, O my soul. Hey girl, this is Dion. I saw your podcast in one of the podcasting groups and I just got around to finally listening to it and oh, I commend you for your heart, your spirit and just what your podcast embodies and the essence behind it and what it represents. I truly admire you for letting God be the foundation of your podcast because God is the foundation of everything in this world. And 
I myself am a Christian, so I speak of my faith pretty um, regularly on my podcast as well. And I truly believe that we are all called to be warriors for change and to use the power of our voices for good through the power of God. Um, That's what I embody um, through my podcast. And I just love that you're doing the same thing as well. Hello, fellow worshipers. So for this episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast, we will be discussing seeing the people of God the way God sees them. This is so interesting because I don't think we ever take the time to think of the people that we encounter, the people that we interact with, the people that we lead, the people that we minister to as God's people. So if we don't view them as God's people, we definitely don't see them the way God sees them. So let's look at this. So I don't think we really take this concept on and attempt to make a change for ourselves. We often attempt to make the change towards others or to view others or to say what they should be doing and not see it for self. So seeing The people, the way God sees them, requires us to do a self-examination. We lead people, but we don't often speak to them. We don't engage them. We don't fellowship with them. We don't encourage them. And we don't build them up. 1 John 4.20 tells us, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. How true is this? We don't often take this verse and apply it to seeing God's people the way that he sees them. But I think it's very true. And I think when we don't see them that way, that we hinder ourselves. We hinder ourselves in the blessings that God has for us. So I want to be an example for other people and for other leaders to follow. I know sometimes it's hard to see people as God sees them, but we have to get past the outer appearance of people. We have to get past how people have treated us. We have to get past all the rumors and the lies. We have to get past people's past and see them as God sees them. As leaders, we have to take this lead. We have to demonstrate and show others how to see people as God sees them. We have to be the example so that other people will follow. We can't be a part of the inner mix of the he said, she said. We can't be a part of the telephone gossip about what they did and what they didn't do. We can't be a part of the part parking lot dialogue that happens about, well, they didn't listen or they didn't want to listen. That same dialogue that's happening about them, they're having about you as a leader. So we have to be mindful that we want to view God's people the way he sees them. And when we do this, it changes how others see them. 
When we take this on, we become the example for others to follow. Instead of being a part of the clique and taking on people offenses, we have to learn to be compassionate and affectionate towards people and extend the same mercy that God gives us to others. And when we do this, we are giving power, authority, and boldness for them to believe that people, God's people, and knowing that they are more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, Know in all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I've learned to take this application and apply it to children, children in their innocence and in the lives of them that I teach. I say there is nothing that I ask of them that they aren't willing to achieve or overcome when I learn to speak into their lives. I often say there are no bad children, only children who need love and encouragement and attention in a positive aspect. And we have to desire encouragement and positive affirmation and acknowledgement for others just as we do for children and apply it to our adults. Whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, we have to do this in order to see a change. And we have to start with ourselves and recognizing that we can't be a part of every little piece of dialogue that happens. That we can't be a part of all the conversations that's happening. That we have to learn that we have to separate ourselves as leaders so that when people see us, they see us differently. And then when they see us, they also see the demonstration and the compassion of Christ living through us. So Genesis 1:27 tells us, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. It doesn't say certain people, classification of people, or people who make the most money. It says God created mankind. This applies to all man, 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 female, man, specific man, all man. Male and female, he created them. He didn't discriminate or separate whom we should love, whom we should lead, how we should see them, and how we should apply the love of God to them. It is the will of God that we love each other, our neighbors, as we love ourselves. Matthew 22, 36-39 tells us, Teacher, Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So imagine our neighbor. If we treated our neighbor as we treat some of the people that we think have done wrong against us. 
I think we've lost the sense of neighbor, the sense of neighborhood. I think this word community is a cliche that's just floating around in the world. If we really took the time to apply the neighbor, neighborhood, community aspect, imagine what kind of world we would live in. I often say, what if everyone in the world was like Carol? So if you're mean, if you're discontent, if you're evil spirit, if you're hard on people, if you're if you lack compassion, if you lack forgiveness, if you lack mercy, what if everyone had those same attributes? And everyone acted as you acted, and everyone talked as you talked, and everyone thought as you thought, and everyone took on all the offenses that you now carry. What kind of world would we live in? And are we learning to love our neighbor as ourselves? Seeing people as God sees them isn't as hard as we make it out or try to say that it is. Continually, God loves us, regardless of our mishaps and flaws. God never gives up on us. So I ask the question, why do we so easily discount others? And not give the same mercy that God extends to us to others. When we think of how often we fall short or do wrong or become misguided, God extends mercy. So I believe that we should do the same for his people. We have to learn to not be judgmental or haste to judge due to the flaws of people. When we learn to see people as God sees them, We create a universe of love, the agape love that changes the heart of people and the world. And what a world it would be if we learn to love with the heart of God and not the heart of self. What a world it would be if we learn to see the people of God the way God sees them. What a world it would be if we learn to extend the mercy that God gives us. What a world it would be if we simply demonstrated the heart of God. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart.
So let us pray. Lord, we come thanking you that you have put gladness in our hearts, that you satisfy our hunger with good things. In giving all, you have not withheld anything from us. So how can we withhold anything from you? We ask you, God, to renew our day, day by day, with the gift of your Spirit, that we may give ourselves and others completely to your service and walk with joy in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, giving praise, honor, and glory, and wisdom, thanksgiving, and power, and might to our Lord always, now, and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And fellow worshipers, I speak this blessing over your life. May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. May our Lord, whose arms were spread on the cross, embrace the whole world. Help us to take up the cross and follow him. And may the love of God remain with you always. In the name of Jesus, I extend this benediction to you. Amen.